0: We discuss Raphael's journey towards becoming a commercial pilot and how he has taken the opportunity to start tutoring online. But before we start that, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about our sponsor, PlainEnglishSim.com. PlainEnglishSim.com is this app-based aviation radio simulator. It's an easy way to gain radio proficiency, both VFR and IFR. And they're also giving away 10 scholarships guides, and it's really easy to find out how to do that by going to aviationcareerspodcast.com slash free, and i will tell you how you can actually get those scholarships guides for free using Plain English Sim as the actual coupon code. Remember, that's a scholarships guide that has over $120 million in scholarships, and we update it monthly. So check them out, plainenglishsim.com. You want a free scholarships guide? Go to slash free and check out the scholarships guide, and you may want to give one away to your friends or your relatives. Help them out, move forward in their career and their life. Well, anyway, let's move on to the show. Today, I have with me Raphael. Raphael is an online aviation tutor and commercial pilot, and he actually is somebody who inspires a lot of people in aviation and has a real interesting journey to the cockpit. Hey, Raphael, welcome to the show.
1: Hello, Carl. How are you doing?
0: Wonderful, wonderful. And uh, so that the audience understands where you are, I'm actually here in uh, sunny Florida. Uh, Where are we speaking to you from?
1: So I am speaking right now from my hometown in the Philippines.
0: Great, great. And we're, we're actually excited to talk a little bit about your journey because... It has driven, taken you to many different continents. Uh, it's taken you throughout the world, and uh, it's, uh, it's exciting that somebody like yourself uh, is excited about aviation and has a real inspirational story. But uh, So tell us a little bit, Rafael. I know you're in the Philippines now, uh, but your story is very vast and very interesting. So how did you get started uh, in with your passion for aviation?
1: Thank you very much. So first of all, I am 23 years old right now, and I started this passion for aviation when I was six years old. So almost all of my life has been involved uh, in this industry. And um, I've been involved in the aviation, and I started this passion um, precisely when um, we, me and my mom used to bring my dad uh, at the airport from our hometown to the Manila International Airport. And precisely when we used to bring our dad to the departure hall. I saw these um, airplanes taking off and landing. And at that precise moment, I decided to become a pilot uh, when I grew up. And afterwards, um, um, since my dad is an uh, overseas Filipino worker and he works uh, in Italy, he managed to petition me and my mom uh, there. And so uh, afterwards, when we went there, I did my schooling starting from elementary, high school, and then I've been accelerated for one year as well. My mom worked uh, through part-time jobs and my dad uh, worked as a cook uh, in a hotel and he used to prepare breakfasts for tourists that uh, come and go uh, in the city of Rome. Prisat. That's where the, we used to live there for the past 14 years. And so when I finished high school, I decided to pursue this passion for the aviation industry especially on becoming a pilot and i decided uh, to take uh, the aviation industry as my course uh, in college and so i attended college for more than five years and um, i studied all the stuff such as air navigation air law mechanics and logistics and so on so my daily routine uh, at that time used to be waking up at 5 a.m in the morning preparing for school commuting for total of a total of two hours a day, one hour, one way, and I used to take uh, two lines of subways and a bus, study and attend lessons for six, seven hours a week, uh, six, seven hours a day, and uh, go back home and then uh, do the homework, studying and reviewing, preparing for the exams up to 10, 11 p.m. So that used to be my routine, my daily routine.
0: That sure is a long day.
1: Yeah, it is a long day. It is a pretty long day, especially with regards to um, Mondays and Fridays when we used to have uh, seven hours of uh, lessons. Mm, That was a pretty, pretty uh, intense day, but also satisfying as well. And so afterwards, uh, when, so afterwards, when, uh, mm, afterwards, uh, aside from the schools, uh, I used to also uh, go to an internship during my fourth year college at the air traffic control tower at the Leonardo da Vinci International Airport, which is the international airport of Rome, and that's where I used to assist the air traffic control personnel with uh, handling the airplanes uh, coming from Europe and sometimes from other destinations in the world, including the United States as well. And I prepared also for my ICAO language uh, proficiency exam to obtain the certificate and i got a level five now.
0: So what as far as an ICAO certificate, uh, and that's fascinating, you got to work in, in the air traffic control, we'll talk about that in a minute. What, what does that mean? Some people don't know what that certificate is.
1: Okay, so uh, the ICAO English language proficiency test in few words uh, certificates uh, a pilot or an air crew or even a ground personnel with regards to their aviation English, which is a whole different thing with regards to the plain English, the English that we use to talk uh, between two people or in between a conversation. So in aviation English, we have uh, terminology, standard phraseologies as well, that we need to say and to speak in uh, certain situations. And those um, uh, phraseologies have a, an only, a specific uh, meaning. It's not like the plain English that you have abroad that might mean something or another thing.
0: That's interesting. So you have to actually take this exam. Um, And that actually would help you, I guess, uh, in like an international airport, like in Rome that you were talking about. Kind of curious, what language do they uh, use at uh, the airport in Rome? Do they speak English primarily or is it Italian?
1: Okay, so with regards to talking between uh, the airplanes and the ATC, they do talk in English. Even though they are talking with uh, Italian uh, air carriers, like for example with Alitalia, they still maintain the English, English standard phraseology. But if they are talking between uh, air traffic control personnel or with their manager, they used to talk in Italian.
0: Interesting. So, uh, so you're still within the work environment speaking in Italian, but it's uh, English that uh, is the standard for the aviation industry. Uh, so, if someone's looking to do this as far as getting the language proficiency and it's not, uh, English isn't their first language, um, how difficult is that to actually get that level five that you were talking about?
1: Mostly to preparation and hard work, uh, it's not that difficult to obtain a level 5 uh, language proficiency uh, level, even for level 6. Because uh, in circulation, there are many schools uh, that offers courses online. I know that it's a little bit expensive, but still, it is worth it to get a um, IKEA language proficiency certificate for the long term. And uh, they need to prepare, for example, for their listenings or for their conversation sessions um, with uh, the examiner as well. So there are st- stuff just like any other type of test that they need to prepare. And there are lots of those online.
0: Interesting. Uh, so, and, and we'll try to get a couple of links in the show notes. Well, going back to your, uh, you were in the air traffic control environment Um so now what happens uh, as far as your journey towards the flight deck?
1: Okay, so after completing all of my studies, after doing my final national final state exam in college, which is called maturita in Italy, and i got also a high score of 100 over 100 during the national final state exam, equivalent to the A or A plus in the United States. Uh, immediately after my studies in college, I decided that, uh, to pursue my flight training and to become a pilot and to gain also the licenses so we decided afterwards to go to the united states and uh, do my flight training
0: so as far as the united states is concerned what what brought you to that decision to go to the united states
1: the decision that me and my family we brought together to do our flight training completely in the united states is because we were looking for the flight schools and then we obviously confronted also the prices and then we actually saw that the flight training costs in the united states were actually pretty cheaper rather than elsewhere so that's uh something that we decided to go to the united uh, going to the united states and get the licenses there
0: How about, you know, just for some reference, uh, what other places did you look at? What other countries did you look towards for your license?
1: Okay. So, um, basically we've uh, got the occasion also to look at some uh, venues with regards to flight schools in Europe, and then we've tried to look also in the Philippines. And we were really surprised that the costs in the United States were actually pretty uh, cheaper rather than elsewhere, as mentioned earlier. So, for example, in Europe, they organize uh, some days in which we can go in. There are some uh, stands and venues where we can talk with uh, flight instructors and sometimes with uh, actual flight school students who attend their aviation colleges in Europe. And we can uh, ask for the costs or how does the training um, progress about the environment and so on.
0: Interesting. And they, uh, you know, we hire this a lot, people coming to the U.S. because it is cheaper. Um, And that's, um, what challenges are there as far as trying to find a school? I mean, you're overseas uh, and you just mentioned, you know, some of the people you can talk to. Uh, Did you find any other challenges trying to find a school coming here besides being so far away?
1: Mm Hmm. I think that um, not so much because uh, my family helped me and that's a big thing with regards to finding a flight school and doing your flight training uh, family support uh, especially from your parents uh, and your loved ones are the most important thing that you need to have when uh, pursuing your training and uh, that's because we um, that's because uh, they've helped me with uh, looking for each flight schools uh, the cost as well they Went with me with regards to the meetings, with the meetings, and then looking at the facilities and looking at the airplanes, and so we looked at it uh, one per one. We saw the list on the internet as well. We went physically to the flight school. We talked uh, with some flight instructors or sometimes with the owner of the flight school. He showed us the facilities, and then afterwards we decided uh, which is which flight school suits us the best based on our necessity.
0: So now that you did that, you went and uh, got your ratings. Uh, What ratings did you uh, actually uh, finally complete uh, when you finished your flight training?
1: So aside from obtaining a commercial pilot license, I got also my instrument rating and my multi-engine ratings.
0: And so when you did this, um, as far as time frame is concerned, it was at a time uh, before this pandemic, but you came out. Uh, right about when I think this was starting to happen. Uh, So that must have been a little bit challenging.
1: Yes. I finished actually flight training around August 2019, and I started my flight training in August 2018. The biggest concern at that time was mostly uh, the bureaucratic uh, issues with regards to the visa validity because mostly international students have only – A one-year availability to stay in the United States and then afterwards they need to go outside the country maybe going out uh, going back to their home uh, country and then they need to reprocess again uh, their documents and then going back to the United States to complete or continue eventually uh, their flight training so uh, since this was a big hassle and then um, going back also means um, money costs because with uh, their um, with the uh, airline tickets uh, and then the trip as well, I decided uh, me and my family we decided uh, to um, pursue all of the training in as soon as possible in that less or in one year, in just one
0: year. Well, that's off to you for getting it all done in one year. Uh, so you must have studied hard and flown a lot.
1: <laughs> yes, it, it it is a pretty rewarding experience, but it wasn't that easy um, to be precise. I remember that um, I used to commute as well in uh, to go to the flight school four hours four hours a day, in total two hours one way. I took um, two lines of subways and a bus as well. Then uh, I go there also on the Saturdays, Sundays, and holidays included. So I went there seven days a week, uh, no rest. Then uh, I used to schedule and fly two times a day, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. And then once the flights are completed, I use also to prepare myself for the knowledge exams, for example, with the computers that uh, the school provides, or for example, with uh, preparing for my check ride to the oral exam guide with a POH familiarizing with the aircraft, uh, familiarizing with the maps and so on.
0: So you are really a testament to persistence, and uh, you know, faced with these challenges of having a time constraint and uh, and also having this long commute, we're still able to get through that. You know, if someone's listening right now, I guess they're they're thinking, "Gosh, you know, this is similar to me." You know, I have had all these these challenges. What kept you going through this whole process? How did you keep motivated?
1: Mm-hmm. To be honest i've got a lot of stuff that went inside myself when i was thinking that maybe it might be was hard with uh, the challenges Uh, i'm somebody who prays a lot so i prayed uh, essentially first thing first comes first i prayed a lot to complete uh, my flight training as soon as possible then i always thought of becoming a pilot this has been my first and ultimate passion in my life the ultimate ultimate goal it's not something that you know it's something beautiful it, it it is a passion and up to this day it is a passion so that's the second thing that I always thought and then I've always uh, worked hard to do the stuff that I need to do completing uh, my studies and then doing the flight training perfect the maneuvers and um, preparing for the check right or for the knowledge exam working hard and then also my family has been a big support to me my family and my family friends in the United States that helped me when I stayed there I stayed there during my studies. So working hard is working hard, never give up uh, prayer and uh, strong support, especially from family and family friends has been one of the um, recipes to succeeding in uh, completing the training as soon as possible.
0: I'm glad you brought that up because family is so important. I know when I'm doing a lot of coaching, that's um one of the things i talk about a lot is uh the family and your situation because it's always different for everybody and that's the most important thing is having the support of your family and your friends your family is also an extended family it's the people that are supporting you so they may not be blood relatives but they may still be considered part of your family and i think that's important that, that you've latched onto that and uh and we're able to motivate yourself and keep yourself at peace with it, and also um, keep moving forward. We all need to do that internally, and you, you truly have done that. So now you have this industry downturn, so this this also must have helped having this faith and also having the fact that you uh, have friends and family that have helped you through this whole process now.
1: So with regards to the industry down, downturn, yes, unfortunately, I've been affected also by this pandemic. I couldn't find up to this day some jobs uh, as a pilot. And that's why we came back also to the Philippines, mainly to find a job as a pilot. But unfortunately, when we came back, uh, days or even weeks later, uh, we found out that the whole country was on a lockdown due to the pandemic. And so it has been a big challenge. And since a pilot must uh, never stop learning and must never stop in its industry itself, I decided in June 2020 to create a personal website, a Facebook page, and an Instagram page called My Aviation Tudor, where in fact, I teach uh, and um, tutor aviation college students, flight school students, and also people who aspire to become uh, pilots or even going inside the aviation industry as well. So I teach uh, everybody who is willing to pursue this career in the industry.
0: So you've really kind of changed directions here and, uh, you know, made, you know, lemonade out of lemons. And, <laughs> and, you know, that's terrific that you, you continue in that, in that direction. So uh, how are things going, uh, you know, with, with doing the tutoring? Go,
1: with the tutoring, it is pretty awesome. It is a unique experience. And it is pretty true the affirmation that they say that uh, the pilot must never stop learning or becoming a tutor is a, mm, a learning experience. And I can see it from myself concretely, not necessarily when a student pilot achieves their first solo or when they become private pilots, but even lesson after lesson, when you see your student growing, understanding the concepts, and especially having that attitude and that mindset that the, a safe and proficient pilot must be, it's a pretty rewarding experience because that means that you did your job, no matter what, if you're a flight instructor, ground instructor, only tutor, or even a simple teacher from a common school.
0: Interesting. And by the way, we'll have some links in the show notes if you wanna check those out and also to the Instagram account. And it sounds like you really love teaching and you're right. I mean, you know, any good pilot is constantly learning. And, uh, you know, that's something in life in general, you know, we, we need to keep learning and keep changing direction and changing with the times. So now you're, you're doing this, the My Aviation Tutor is what it's called. And, uh, again, we'll have a link in the show notes. You can find it on Facebook under My Aviation Tutor. Um, so what, what's going to be next now? Where do you see this pandemic is going to end someday? Uh, what, what is next?
1: As of now, with my vision tutor, you know, I would like to keep uh, especially motivating uh, people, especially those who aspire to become pilots or somebody who wants to go inside the industry. Because something that I realized uh, later on is that my vision tutor is not a small company in which I need to teach uh, and earn some extra money to help my parents or myself as well in the near future. But I discovered that my aviation tutor is an inspirational tool for those who wants to become pilots. And uh, I um, do also uh, free consultations. And by the way, I've got a free coming up free consultation this coming Saturday, March 6th, Philippine time. And I do inspire people by posts or videos that are insights in the aviation industry. So I will continue to do that up to this pandemic and then once uh, all of these uh, will be end, will end soon, hopefully so, I will try to go inside the aviation industry maybe as um, any kind of pilot, maybe as a corporate pilot or agricultural pilot just to have a first step soon as well.
0: So you're keeping moving forward. You're not going to stop, which is great. And uh, that's what we appreciate. That's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on is uh, you're constantly moving, which is so important. Um, you know, Rafael, this has been great having you. And and I was wondering if people are looking for you on the Internet, what's the best place to find you?
1: Find me on Facebook and on Instagram. They can type uh, My Vision Tutor simply, or they can go to my website at www www.myaviationtutor.webney.com. It's www.myaviationtutor.webney.com. So you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and on my personal website.
0: And we'll have links in podcast.com in the bottom of the show notes. We'll do that for you too. Uh, And uh, some great inspirational posts here on on Instagram. Uh, But before I let you go, one of the things I I really want to know is uh, or was wondering is Haas, if you have advice for somebody who's wanting to become a pilot during these really challenging times.
1: Aside from the usual stuff like being proficient and then study hard, one of my um, values that I want to share with the people on how to become a great pilot and a great person as well is to, as I mentioned earlier, work hard, never give up, pray always, then have a strong support, especially from your families. Be humble, be kind, and uh, be insp- uh, inspire other people, especially to those who look un- under you. And be generous as well with the other people. Because uh, the greatest thing about the aviation industry is that the aviation industry is pretty generous to the people, they give back to other people to organizations uh, or for example to consultations or to motivational speakings or to webinars I've seen a lot of those and I am pretty glad to see this industry keeping going even though we are here in this pandemic so never give up don't lose hope because obviously this pandemic will end pretty pretty soon and we are seeing the light in the midst of the tunnel so never give up and especially learn other things aside from the aviation, like uh, cooking or reading a book or learn how to play the guitar. That will also make a great pilot as well.
0: Yeah, everything feeds into the the one goal of of moving forward in your life and your career, but but also, uh, you know, growing yourself personally. And that's what we're always trying to do, uh, whether it's in aviation or the rest of yourself. It's a well-rounded individual is very important in life. Well, Raphael, again, I appreciate your being here today. This has been terrific hearing your inspirational story. You are somebody who who truly uh, doesn't give up and keeps moving forward. And uh, we'll put some of the links uh, down below in the show notes. I really appreciate your coming, though.
1: Thank you very much as well, Carl. I really appreciate that.
0: Well, you know, folks, if you're listening right now and you've listened to Raphael's story and you've been inspired, make sure you check out his website there. Uh, i have links in the show notes, just like he said, myvisiontutor.weebly.com, and uh, also check him out on Instagram. But one of the things I really want to encourage you if you're listening is to his story and, and many others is that we as people have to keep moving forward. We really can't stop, and we always want to keep expanding ourselves. And a good pilot, a good person, is always learning, always trying to improve themselves. But, you know, it's a daunting task sometimes. And at times we look at life and we think, gosh, I I can't do this. But, you know, you can. And one of the easiest ways to do that is to do just one little thing each day to keep moving forward in your career and your life. So that's my challenge to you. Whether it's listening to another podcast, researching Raphael's website, or maybe reading a book, <laughs> learning a new skill, you know, learn the guitar, etc. But the most important thing I want you to do is to take one step right now to move forward in your career in your life. But well, we'll talk to you next episode. Of Safe flying. You have been listening to Aviation
1: Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. This aviation podcast is produced by the Valeri Aviation Corporation. Although host or guests may receive compensation for products and services discussed in this podcast, compensation never influences our opinion. Before purchasing any product or service, you should always do your own research.